Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. So I wanted to use this message today to kind of announce or declare my word for 2020. Each year I like to just in prayer ask God, like, what's my word? You know, what, what, what is it this year? What, what, what kind of year is it going to be? And I want to declare this year is a year of proximity, okay? Proximity. A year of proximity. But listen to what the psalmist says in verse 27. He says, For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. But in verse 28, it says, But for me, it is good to be near God. But for me, it is good to be near God. God, I want to prophesy into your life today that this year, 2020, will be a year of proximity, a year of drawing near, getting close to God and for it to never, ever be the same again. That beyond this moment and this year, that there'll be a closer proximity for you. There'll be a difference in your walk with God, the way you read the scriptures, the way you cooperate and interact with the Holy Spirit. But because of this word proximity, that everything will change for you, that everything will change for your world, everything will change for your workplace because you did what the psalmist said and said, as for me, it is good to be near God. It is good for me to be up close and personal and in proximity to Jesus. 2020, it's a year of proximity. But I wonder how you view closeness to God. Close, I mean... I wonder what your context or your upbringing has maybe brought you to a place where you think about closeness to God. Is God near or is God far? Is God a God who maybe sits up in the rafters and looks down at a distance, kind of waving a finger or giving a nod or shaking the head? Or do you view God as up close, like close enough where you could whisper, close enough where you could hear the voice? Or is God far away, near or far? But I believe this series, as we look to God's word of instances and times when God got in close proximity to people, that it was close enough to just hear the whisper, hear the voice, hear the difference, hear the tone in close proximity. So if you've got James chapter 4 here, I'd love it if you could open it up. We're going to read it. But this is kind of going to be our banner text, our headline kind of, one of the headline uh, texts for this series, Proximity. And we're going to start today. But here's James, who's the half-brother of Jesus, as the, the first pastor of the Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. And some of them had spread. And James, man, he had a job. Talk about a job. He, this guy had a job. I mean, he was the OG of OGs, okay? James had a job. I mean, he had Roman persecution to deal with. He had the Judaizers, the, the ones trying to pull... Um, Jewish Christians back into the old way and the old way of doing things and not trying to put things in front of Jesus. And then you had the Gnostics who were trying to bring in the Greek influence and trying to uh, penetrate that way as well. And obviously there's all kinds of other things and so many different forces at play. And obviously the apostles are, are doing what they need to do. And here's James in the middle of it. And he gives these, these amazing, the book of James is incredible because there's so many different um, 
instructions, so many different um, ways that James sort of encourages us as believers. One of the big things about James is to say, hey, if you are following Jesus, like the real Jesus, we can actually see it in your life. That's one of the things that James says. He says, actually, faith and deeds, there's a connection there. So you can't just have faith in Jesus and just do whatever you want. Even though at the beginning you might still do whatever you want, you will change because you have Jesus. But one of the things he says is incredible. In verse 7, he says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See the connection. Resist and flee. But in verse 8, he says this, But draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. See, draw near. Draw near means to to come up close. It means to, to get close. And there are so many instances, I love it, even in deep into the New Testament, in the book of James, we see this instance of this promise of God drawing near to people. But you know, God's been in the business of drawing near to people for a long time. It's all through Scripture. I'll give you a few examples. God decided to, to draw into close proximity to people in the garden. That was His idea. Another example of close proximity from God to people was the tabernacle, the tent. It's called the tent of meeting. Literally meeting like God wanted to dwell with his people, so he created a tent. The temple is a great example of God deciding this will be where I meet with people. I will dwell with people. I will get in close proximity to people. Another example of God drawing close is the manger. Another example is the cross and the crucifixion. Yes, it was a a bloody, gruesome thing, but you've got to understand about the cross, but it was God getting close to people because the cross is a justice event. It's God saying, I'm going to take care of sin once and for all. Watch me get close to people. Another example is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But there are so many instances all through Scripture of God deciding, I'm going to get in close proximity to people. That word draw near or the words draw near, the Hebrew word is Nagash, N-A-G-A-S-H, it means to approach, to draw, to draw near, to join alongside. It's the same wording we read about in Genesis 18 when Abraham interceded with the angel of the Lord. It's the same wording, the same spirit, the same idea of drawing near when the inhabitants of Sodom were trying to get into the doors of Lot's house. Like that, that close, like beaten on the door trying to get inside. It's the same words. The same wording we see when Jacob drew close, Nagash, to his father. And that carries over into the Greek with this word, engidzo, which simply means this, to get as close to be able to touch, or as close as you could to give a kiss. But I wonder how you view your own proximity to God today. Is God a distant God, or is God a far God, or is God up close to you, because here's the truth this morning, and I've got good news, is because of Jesus, because of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can get as close enough to the point where we could have a kiss with God. How awesome is that? No longer is there distance, no longer is there this void, no longer is there this, um, this, this thing between us and God, but proximity is absolutely possible through Jesus Christ. I feel like we should get a big amen going in the house for that. But drawing near, I want to show you a few examples in Scripture. Matthew 21 says, Now when they drew near to Jerusalem 
This was Jesus with his entry into Jerusalem. Then Jesus sent two disciples, Luke 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners, this is, this is man drawing near to God. It says, we're all drawing near to him. Ephesians 2, a scripture we'll use in another part of this series. A powerful scripture says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who, who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And Hebrews 10, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of son, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Other translation says approaching. That idea of getting close, that idea of coming close enough to be in such proximity to hear a whisper. So I want to talk about proximity this morning. Number one, Thought number one, point number one this morning. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can write this down. About proximity is this. Proximity is an invitation. Proximity, this, this idea of holy proximity with a holy, awesome God is an invitation. It's an invitation. Look at what it says in uh, James chapter 4. I read in the New Living Translation. It says, So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Come close, come close, and God will come close to you. I like to do this thing at the house with my kids and love my babies so much. And I keep calling them babies, but I had this moment yesterday. I was looking at Charlie, who's my four year old, and I was like, Man, this kid's not a baby anymore, he's got hair on his legs. I just love it, you know. They're not babies anymore, starting to grow up. And I just love my boys, you know. They get all sweaty and stink now. And it's just really cool. But I like to do this thing at home when I'm in, I'm in the house and maybe I'm just hanging out. Jill and I just resting, hanging out with our kids. And I like to do this thing where I call them over and I say, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here, come on. And, you know, especially my son Jack, who's year and a half older than Charlie, he's sort of like, nah, Dad, nah, I don't want to, you know, and just does that whole deal. And then I usually make it super important, like it's something really important that I need to tell him. So I say, no, did you come over? This is very, very important. And then I get him just close enough to just grab him. And I pull him in tight and I say, hey, I love you, buddy. You're awesome. Love you so much. And he tries to get out. <laughs> but you know, it's exactly how God wants to be with you close enough to just grab you, pull you in tight. Why? So you can hear the whisper. So you can hear the word. So you can feel the love. Hear the tone. Feel the heart. See, proximity is real, but proximity is an invitation. Everything about this journey of faith is built into these two things. Listen to me. Look at me right now. These are the two things about Christianity you've got to understand. Everything is built on these two things. Invitation and response. Everything about our faith is built on that. God has given us a free will. He's given us a choice. He's given us a, uh, our own mechanism for choosing. It's called our own free will where we get to choose what we do. But everything about this is built on invitation and response. And God is inviting us to close proximity. But it's all through Scripture. One example is wisdom. In the wisdom literature, Proverbs 9, listen to this invitation and response um, language. It says in verse 1, wisdom has built her house. She has um, 
So in her seven pillars, she has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed with her wine. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has, has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come. Eat of my bread, drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. It's invitation and response. And it's a feature we see through the Bible. I think of Jesus calling the first disciples. He calls the first disciples. He goes up to Simon Peter and he says, hey, come, follow me. There's an invitation and there's a response. I think about Zacchaeus in the tree. It really happened. He was up a tree and there was an invitation. And then there was also a response. But proximity to God, holy proximity is absolutely an invitation. And if you've been holding back from this invitation today, maybe it's been a new journey for you. Maybe, you've been, maybe you're new to faith. And you've been sort of toying with this idea of proximity. And you know, there's a lot of people that you know, say they know about God, but when you talk to them, you really quickly understand they're actually not close to God at all. And if you've been maybe holding off on accepting that invitation, I've got good news for you today because you're in a place that we put a value on being close to Jesus. We put a value on being close to God. In fact, that's, what, that's exactly what church is all about. We don't come to church to sing Christian karaoke or just sort of get excited about what we're doing. We come to church because we want to meet with Jesus. We want to get up close and personal. Proximity is an invitation. But number two, the good news this morning is this. Proximity is also a promise. Proximity for you and for me is a promise. See, there's an invitation, but as part of the invitation, you get this promise. See, it says in verse four, sorry, verse eight, it says, come close to God, James says, and God will come close to you. I don't know about you, but I really love that that word will is there. Like that, that gets me excited. Because when God wills something, it happens. When God has decides to do something, it happens. See, that's the thing about God. It's like you can choose to kind of do what you want to do. But when God decides to do something, it's like, okay, I just need to get out of the way. Give him a wide berth. God, you do your thing. Because when God wills to do something, it happens. And it will happen. It says he will come close to you. Look at Psalm 73. In verse 23, it says, Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. The Psalms declare this close proximity. And I just want to encourage you today, if you feel like your emotions have been all over the place and you feel like you've been through a lot, you can get a lot of encouragement from the Psalms. Because there's all kinds of emotions. There's all kinds of ups and downs. There's all kinds of failures and people in crazy places, but it's amazing how we get this sense of proximity. In Psalm 16 and verse 1, it says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. I.e., I have no good when I am not in proximity with you, Lord. See, it's a promise. Proximity is a promise that we have. And it's absolutely powerful. God has given you the opportunity today to enter into his presence. 
I wonder what you do with that invitation. I wonder if that invitation is something that you've even considered for your own life. I wanted to give us this morning, if it's okay, when it comes to proximity, helps and hurts. So I was thinking about it, I was like, well, what would help proximity? And what would hurt proximity? Like if I was to think about proximity in my own life, what are things that are going to help me have better proximity? What are things that are going to hinder my proximity or hurt my proximity? So number one, or my first thought about what helps proximity is a solid and consistent prayer life. A solid and consistent prayer life. What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God. Prayer is getting in dialogue with God. What would hurt it? A lack of dialogue with God. If I'm not feeling like I'm close to God and there's maybe feels like I don't have proximity, I need to ask myself the question, when's the last time I prayed? When's the last time I got alone with God and just sat there for a moment and prayed? Because prayer is just talking to God. You know, when I first got saved because of the way I was raised, I thought prayer was like this massive diatribe, like standing behind a podium and clearing your voice and looking right, saying the right things. If you don't use the right language, you know, there's a lightning bolt's going to come down from heaven and just take you out. That's what I used to think prayer was because that's all I heard at school was this type of prayer. It wasn't until I started walking with Jesus, I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is, I can just talk. Proximity. It helps when I pray. Something else about proximity that helps us have proximity is showing up to church often. Woo! Mind blown. Showing up to church often helps my proximity. Yes, it does. Why? Because we need to be in the house of God. We need to hear the word preached. We need to be in the presence of other believers. We need to be in community with other people that are living life, doing real life. But we're all chasing after the awesome, amazing God together. But showing up in church often helps my proximity. And it's, it's amazing. I haven't been doing this that long, but I can encounter people. And they're like, oh, man, I just don't feel so close to God right now. And I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you in six weeks. Where are you at? If you want proximity, you've got to be in the house. You've got to hear the word. You've got to be in worship. I don't know about you. This isn't for, I'm not saying this about the church, but I, don't have, I can't afford not to be here. I've got to be here in the presence of God. I've got to hear what the Word's got to say. I've got to, take, I've got to get in proximity to God. I want to be Spirit-led. Every day, I want to kill off the flesh. Every day, I want to leave the old behind. Proximity. It's a promise. So it helps when we show up to church every week. Something that hurts is patchy church attendance. Is it okay if I say this? Is that it was a little too much? Just not that pastor. But it's a promise. Something else that helps our proximity, okay? Making a commitment to get closer to God's word in 2020. This will help your proximity. This will help you feel that closeness to God, close enough to hear God, to feel um, what he's saying, to understand it. What part of the Bible could you study this year? What message did I preach last year where you saw the passage and thought, man, I'd like to learn more about that? 
I'd like to know more about that. Because I'm committed in 2020 because I know if I want proximity, if I want this word to become living and real in my life, I know I need to get closer with God's word. Because it's not a book, it's active, it's living, it speaks, it helps, it helps me in every way. But it's a promise. And if I get close, I'll hear the voice, I'll hear the whisper. And I'm not talking about just holding it up to your head like this and just being like, I'm close. I personally am committed this year to reading more of the Bible, studying more of the Bible, yet just, just like throwing every other book away and just reading the Bible. That's what I'm committed to doing in 2020. I've already started with John and I'm just going for it. I want intake. It's like carb loading for my spirit. But you know what it does? It builds proximity. It helps me with my proximity. What would hurt, hurt me with my proximity? To go the other way? Distraction. Sitting on my couch at night, scrolling through social media. That will hurt my proximity. Allowing a full schedule, an overloaded schedule, that will hurt my proximity. That will stop me. That will absolutely not help. And I'm not going on a rant about social media, but we live in a world, make no mistake today, where we have more distractions available than ever before. Ever before. Let's be a people. Let's be a congregation. I pray that we, Colonial would be known in this city as a people of the word. As a people that know the word, speak the word, do the word, are all about the word. It's just like, I don't know what it is about these guys, but they just love God and they love his word. Come on. Pray someone finds you in a cafe reading your Bible and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm just building proximity. I'm just working on my proximity. Leave me alone. No, talk to him about church, Jesus. <laughs> so what were they again? Number one, proximity is an invitation. The invitation to come. Come close. Like I talked about with my boys. Come on, come here, come here, come here. Proximity is an invitation. But number two, proximity is a promise. So yeah, the call is to come. But the thing is, he will meet you where you're at. He will because it's a promise. And number three, Proximity is through Jesus alone. Team, you can come up. You can join me. But hey, I'm going to preach the truth and shame the devil right now. Proximity to the Father is through Jesus alone. And you know, I get the saying, all roads lead to Rome, but not all roads lead to heaven. And universalism and this idea that, hey, if you're good and you do this and you know you give a bit of money to charity and, you know, like, you're a good dude. I'm real sorry. That's not what the scripture says. John 14 and verse 6. It says, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus Christ is the pathway to proximity with God. He is the pathway. You want proximity? It's through Jesus. You want to get an answer from God? It's through Jesus. You want to go to heaven? It's through Jesus. And we live in a world today and the devil is getting more and more um, successful. It feels like it's selling the lie. Remember, he, kill, he kills, he steals, he destroys. He's a liar. It says that he's the father of lies. He lies. 
And the lie today is, oh, it's all good. Don't worry about church. Don't worry about getting your life right with God. Don't worry about any of that. It'll all work out okay. That's a lie. It's a lie. And people like me and people who have put their faith in Jesus have no problem with that because we've been arrested with the love of God. We've seen it in the person of Jesus. We have the relationship with Jesus. So when you say that to me, I'm like, you're absolutely right. Because I have a relationship with Jesus. But outside of that, the enemy is going to tell you every which way. Oh, this might work. That might work. I want to read what it says in Matthew 7, okay? You probably heard the scriptures. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate. There's a narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. But listen to the way the message says it. You think about our world today. It says, don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with surefire, easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for all that stuff. Even though crowds of people do, the way to life, to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. I want to submit to you today, as we start this series about proximity, here's the most beautiful, amazing thing about it. Jesus wants you to have proximity. Jesus wants you to be close to the Father. Jesus made it easy for you you know, I'm personally so grateful that God has just made it so simple. One gate, one name, one pathway, one prayer. Come on, let's give God praise that it's not complicated. It's not about doing anything. I say it all the time, but it's not about doing stuff. Imagine if we had to do stuff. It would be horrible. It's not about doing anything, but it is about receiving everything. Opening up and saying, Lord, I don't know how this is possible. We just sang the song, how you could love and extend grace to a person like me. But if it's there, I'll take it. And I don't know about you, but I want to be like the workers in the vineyard. They show up to the party and it's like, what are we doing here? How is this possible? I don't know. How did I get the VIP pass? How did I get the backstage pass to the greatest party there is on earth called the kingdom of God? But here we are. Jesus wants you to have proximity with the Father. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.